0: Hi, this is Ann Robertson, the pastor of the United Methodist Church of Westford in Westford, Massachusetts. This is the Spirit Walker's devotion for the Martin Luther King Jr. weekend, uh, January 13, 2006. The scripture passage comes from the prophet Amos, chapter 5, verse 24, a famous passage. Let justice roll down like waters, and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Maybe it's because the news is so full of war but more than ever I feel the need to lift up the voice of the man whose legacy we honor this weekend. So this devotion is a bit longer than usual, but I give you a section of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s famous letter from a Birmingham jail, a letter written to religious leaders who were critical of Dr. King's protests in that city. It was written in 1963. It could have been yesterday. Here are his words. I must honestly reiterate that I have been disappointed with the Church. I do not say this as one of those negative critics who can always find something wrong with the Church. I say this as a minister of the Gospel, who loves the Church, who was nurtured in its bosom, who has been sustained by its spiritual blessings, and who will remain true to it as long as the cord of life shall lengthen. When I was suddenly catapulted into the leadership of the bus protest in Montgomery, Alabama a few years ago, I felt we would be supported by the white church. I felt that the white ministers, priests, and rabbis of the South would be among our strongest allies. Instead, some have been outright opponents, refusing to understand the freedom movement and misrepresenting its leaders. All too many others have been more cautious than courageous, and have remained silent but behind the anesthetizing security of stained-glass windows. In spite of my shattered dreams, I came to Birmingham with the hope that the white religious leadership of this community would see the justice of our cause, and with deep moral concern would serve as the channel through which our just grievances could reach the power structure. I had hoped that each of you would understand, but again I have been disappointed. I have heard numerous southern religious leaders admonish their worshippers to comply with the desegregation decision, because it is the law. But I have longed to hear white ministers declare, follow this decree because integration is morally right and because the negro is your brother. In the midst of blatant injustices inflicted upon the negro, I have watched white churchmen stand on the sideline and mouth pious irrelevancies and sanctimonious trivialities. In the midst of a mighty struggle to rid our nation of racial and economic injustice, I have heard many ministers say, those are social issues with which the gospel has no real concern and i have watched many churches commit themselves to a completely otherworldly religion which makes a strange unbiblical distinction between body and soul between the sacred and the secular i have traveled the length and breadth of alabama mississippi and all the other southern states on sweltering summer days and crisp autumn mornings i have looked at the south's beautiful churches with their lofty spires pointing heavenward. I have beheld the impressive outlines of her massive religious education buildings. Over and over I found myself asking, what kind of people worship here? Who is their God? Where were their voices when the lips of Governor Barnett dripped with words of interposition and nullification? Where were they when Governor Wallace gave a clarion call for defiance and hatred? Where were their voices of support when bruised and weary negro men and women decided to rise from the dark dungeons of complacency to the bright hills of creative protest? Yes, these questions are still in my mind. In deep disappointment I have wept over the laxity of the church. But be assured that my tears have been tears of love. There can be no deep disappointment where there is no deep love. Yes, I love the church. But oh, how we have blemished and scarred the body of Christ through social neglect and through fear of being nonconformists. There was a time when the church was very powerful, in the time when the early Christians rejoiced at being deemed worthy to suffer for what they believed. In those days, the church was not merely a thermometer that recorded the ideas and principles of popular opinion. It was a thermostat that transformed the mores of society. Whenever the early Christians entered a town, the people in power became disturbed and immediately sought to convict the Christians for being disturbers of the peace and outside agitators. But the Christians pressed on in the conviction that they were a colony of heaven, called to obey God rather than man. Small in number, they were big in commitment. They were too God-intoxicated to be astronomically intimidated. By their effort and example they brought an end to such ancient evils as infanticide and gladiatorial contests. Things are different now. So often the contemporary church is a weak, ineffectual voice with an uncertain sound. So often it is an arch defender of the status quo. Far from being disturbed by the presence of the church, the power structure of the average community is consoled by the church's silent, and often even vocal sanction, of things as they are. But the judgment of God is upon the Church as never before. If today's Church does not recapture the sacrificial spirit of the early Church, it will lose its authenticity, forfeit the loyalty of millions, and be dismissed as an irrelevant social club with no meaning for the twentieth century. Every day I meet young people whose disappointment with the Church has turned into outright disgust. Perhaps I have once again been too optimistic. Is organized religion too inextricably bound to the status quo to save our nation and the world? I hope the Church as a whole will meet the challenge of this decisive hour. Amen, Dr. King. Amen. Thank you for subscribing to Spirit Walker Devotions. I'm the pastor of the United Methodist Church of Westford at 10 Church Street in Westford, Massachusetts. If you're in the area, stop in for worship at 9.30 on Sunday mornings. Spirit Walkers comes out each Saturday evening, and you can subscribe to it or my sermon podcast either through iTunes or at www.annrobertson.com. You can also receive Spirit Walkers as an email and subscribe through the same address. If you'd like to drop me an email, I'd love to hear from you at Anne at Thanks again for subscribing, and I'll look forward to being with you again next week.